0: Welcome to my AP Biology Thoughts Podcast. My name is Jackie and I am your host for episode 4 called Unit 2, Cell Structure and Function, Passive Transport. Today we will be discussing the different types of tr- passive transport which are simple diffusion, osmosis, and facilitated diffusion. So, in order for cells to survive, they must take in or expel certain particles and substances. What monitors their entry or exit is the plasma membrane in a process known as membrane transport. There are two types of transport, active and passive. Active requires ATP energy and the cell is purposely doing it. But today we're focusing on passive transport, where no energy is required to move materials in or out, and this is and this is a natural process known as diffusion. There are three main types of passive transport simple diffusion osmosis and facilitated diffusion in all types movement is based on a concentration gradient the substances are moving from areas of high concentration to low whether this is in or out of the cell and they are seeking equilibrium or a balance in concentration so let's start with simple diffusion and this is the movement of particles down the concentration gradient across a semi-permeable lipid membrane If there is a greater concentration of a particle on one side of the membrane, simple diffusion will occur, and the particle will move to the area of lower concentration. These these particles must be small and nonpolar, well, they are often small and nonpolar, as only these types of particles can make their way through the lipid membrane. For examples, for example, CO2 and O2 um, are two particles that undergo simple diffusion. CO2 is often produced. Um, within the cell and it's in high concentration within the cell so it will diffuse outwards. O2 is often present in higher concentration out of the cell so it will typically diffuse inwards. So a useful analogy would be to think of the smell of cooking wafting around the house. When you cook, the food molecules are highly concentrated in the air above the stove so the smell is strongest there. However, the food molecules will soon diffuse throughout the house into areas of lower concentration. Which is why you can smell the food even in a different room. So the second type of passive transport is osmosis, which is a type of simple diffusion except with water, with water as a specific particle diffusing. Specifically, the movement of it is the movement of water molecules down the concentration gradient across the semi-permeable lipid membrane. Water in an area with in a higher concentration of water. Water in an area with a higher concentration of water versus solute will diffuse into an area with lower concentration of water versus solute. For example, if a cell is placed in a hypertonic solution where the concentration of solutes is higher than the cell, water will flow out of the cell and into the solution to balance out the lower concentration of water outside. If the cell is placed in a hypotonic solution where the concentration of solutes is lower than the cell, water will flow into the cell to balance out the lower concentration of water within it. Osmosis' ultimate goal is to create an isotonic environment, where the concentration of solute and water is equal inside and outside of the cell. In this case, water will still be flowing in and out, and cells will be able to function normally. So, The third type is Facilitated Diffusion. And sometimes simple diffusion will not work as certain particles are blocked by semi- by the semipermeable cell membrane due to size or polarity. However, the cell still needs these particles so they get them in through facilitated diffusion. So facilitated diffusion occurs with the help of specialized proteins called channel proteins and carrier proteins. These pro- proteins provide a larger opening for needed molecules to pass through still passively. Channel proteins are not specialized for certain molecules. And will, like the cell membrane, discriminate based mostly on size, but this is only um, for channel proteins, and size allowance is larger. And they often carry across ions, and an example of a channel protein is an aquaporin, which is designed for quick transport of water, quicker than the time needed to cross the cell membrane. And the second type of the protein is the carrier protein, which are often more specialized and usually take in only one specific type of molecule. And they undergo a specific process when transporting the molecule. The carrier channel will mold itself to the shape of the particle before guiding it into or out of the cell. And this is why it is so selective, as different molecules have different distinct shapes that specialized carrier proteins may not accept. An example of a molecule transported by carrier proteins is glucose. Glucose is a large polar molecule that cannot undergo simple diffusion, so it must specifically move into the cell by a carrier protein. So passive transport and its three types are very important for many reasons. Most significantly, significantly they bring in particles and molecules vital to the survival of the cell, such as water and sugars. And passive transport also works in tandem with active transport. Cells cannot wastefully expend ATP on bringing in every type of molecule. Passive transport combats this by allowing many important molecules to pass through naturally without extra energy use. This saved energy can be used to perform many other cell functions. And passive transport also maintains homeostasis for the cell by adhering to the concentration gradient. When particles diffuse from high concentration to low concentration, they are helping to maintain balance so that the cell is not overwhelmed by too much or too little of something. So thank you for listening to this episode of My AP Biology Thoughts. For more student-run podcasts and digital content, make sure you visit www.hvspn.com. See you next time.